Are you ready to get informed and inspired? This is the Homeschool Hope Podcast, where you are introduced to the people and the products to equip you for your homeschooling journey. Whether you are a veteran homeschooler, are just getting started, or haven't even started yet, this show will give you the hope in the future of home education. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Homeschool Hope Podcast, and this is going to be an interview with Amy Roberts, and I'm really excited about this interview with her. Amy Roberts has been homeschooling for 12 years. She is the mother of eight surviving children. She lost one as a uh, little baby, and so she's had to deal with that. There's some information about that on her webpage, but she is the uh, author of several books. Uh, one recently came out called The Large Family Homeschooling, and she has also been blogging for several years at RaisingArrows.net, and of course there'll be notes in the uh, show notes, which is um, number 14. You'll be able to find all the information about her on that, and I'm really excited about having her on the show. You're going to be able to hear um, an interview with her just shortly, but first I want to take care of a little bit of business some, and some announcements. Um, first of all, the affiliate focus for today is the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. Why do you want to be a part of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association? Well, because that way you can homeschool with peace of mind, knowing that uh, you are protected and you have the legal counsel necessary so that if any issue arises at the local level or at the state level, in your locality, then you have the backing of all the resources at the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. And that gives you the peace of mind to not have to worry about all that, but just to be able to homeschool. And additionally, you are also helping to support uh, the Homeschool Legal Defense Association as they fight for the liberties of others in other areas who are trying to homeschool and are fighting against the state to do that. So make sure that you are part of the Homeschool Legal Defense Association. You'll, of course, see notes or you'll see a link in the show notes for that as well as a banner on the webpage itself. If you have not yet subscribed to the show, I encourage you to do that. There is a link in the iTunes feed as well as for a Stitcher feed, and that way you'll be notified anytime that there is a new episode that comes out. And then also, if you know of somebody who would be a good resource for the homeschool community that would be a candidate for an interview with this show, I encourage you to send them my way. There's a way that you can contact me on the web page itself and use the contact link there, and I appreciate you doing that. Most importantly, though, I appreciate all of you for listening and for being a part of the homeschool community. So let's go ahead now and listen to this interview that I conducted recently with Amy Roberts. So, Amy, it's really great to have you on the show today, and I'm really glad that you took your time out of your schedule to be with us. And I've uh, explained the, to the listeners a little bit about who you are, but why don't you go into a little bit more detail about who you are and your family? Okay, thank you for having me. Um, my name is Amy Roberts, and I blog at RaisingArrows.net. Um, the blog is predominantly about large family homeschooling and homemaking. Uh, I'm the mother of nine um, eight living children. We lost a daughter in 2008 when she was seven months old. And so I also have some resources on the blog for grieving families. Mm. And uh, my heart is just with homeschooling. We have been homeschooling from the beginning. My son is getting ready to graduate. So he'll be the first one to graduate out of our homeschool. And I just really enjoy being able to share with other families about the ins and outs of large families and homeschooling and homemaking. 
Okay, excellent. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about your blog and uh, some of the resources you have available there. But I wanted to begin just by having you talk a little bit about your homeschooling journey. What what made you decide to homeschool? Well, my husband was deployed when our son was four, and I was really uncomfortable with sending him to school with his daddy having just left the household, and he was gone for a year, and then he was actually deployed a second time right after that, so he was gone a total of two years back to back, and I just, it it came out of a a feeling that it wasn't a good choice to send him away to school, especially where the kindergarten in our local um, town had all day kindergarten that year. And so I just felt like that was the wrong choice for us. And then it kind of thing where I kept thinking, well, I can do a better job than the public school. And it eventually evolved into a, a ministry. So our local kindergarten went to all day kindergarten that year as well. And I just was uncomfortable sending him the entire day away from home. And then from there, it kind of became an academic thing. I felt like I could do a better job than the public school. And Mm -hmm. it just began to evolve, though, finally into where we are now, which is more of a discipleship in the home. I feel like in order to really lead my children in our Christian faith that they need to be at home. Okay. So it was kind of a, a process to where you got to where you are now, but um, it was originally because your husband was deployed. Uh, thank him for the service. He's out now, or is he still in, in service? He is back in again after eight years of being out. He is going to officer candidate school as a um, reservist. Okay. Very good. Well, appreciate his service. What, what would you say has been the biggest challenge that you have faced in your homeschooling? Oh, right now, it is definitely the fact that I have so many ages and stages mm-hmm. in the classroom. Um, I have a junior in high school all the way down to a kindergartner, and then I have little toddlers and, and a newborn as well. And so there's all these ages and stages that um, I'm, not, I'm not like a public school teacher who is teaching one subject or one class. You know, I've got all these different ages. Right. So what have you, what, how have you solved that (laughs) or have you? (laughs) (laughs) It's an ongoing process. Um, I did realize several years ago, I needed to start with the youngest and work my way up. I also realized my older children needed to be as independent as possible. And so my junior high and high school students are, are very independent. And then I start with my youngest um, kindergarten age and I do all of his school and then I move on to the next stage and the next stage and just work my way up like mm. that. Okay. That sounds pretty organized and systematic, which is probably what you need with uh, that many kids. So what? Uh, tell me a story of or a situation that you have uh, experienced in your home that has been a success story due to your homeschooling, something you've been able to do or something your kids have been able to achieve or something like that because you've homeschooled that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise. Could you repeat that question? I actually lost connection there for a second where I didn't hear you. Yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I was just saying that uh, the next question I have for you is um, if you could tell a story or a situation that you have encountered in your home school that has been a success story, something you've been able to achieve because you've homeschooled that you wouldn't be able to do otherwise or something that your kids have been able to do that they wouldn't have been able to do otherwise, that kind of thing. 
Um, we tend to travel a lot, and it's been very beneficial to homeschool and be able to travel any time of the year. We've taken the kids to Washington, D.C., where they get a history lesson like no other. Right. Um, it, that has been one of the big things is being able to travel with the children any time of the year and actually get that hands-on learning. Yeah, that's great. And of course, you can travel when everybody else is in school, or yes. you know, and you're not having to wait in quite as long a lines that way either, which is which is really nice. Yes. Okay, very good. Well, uh, go ahead now and tell me a little bit about um, your uh, your blog site and all the resources you have available at raisingarrows.net. Okay. Um, like I said, it's predominantly large family homeschooling and homemaking. And so I have sections on homeschooling and large family living. And um, I just try to offer as much on the ground help, um, in the trenches help to the homeschooling mom who maybe is just feeling absolutely overwhelmed, doesn't know where to go next. I, I want to give people the tools that they're looking for um, to just really have a good homeschooling experience and then also to help homemakers and to help large families to be efficient, to enjoy their families, um, and to just really honor Christ in everything they do. Um, I also have a section, as I mentioned earlier, for the grieving mother, and it is really just a place where I grieved, and I have a lot of posts there that talk about the process of grieving and Mm -hmm. where I am now and maybe some things that would help others to understand what it's like to be a grieving parent and so that they can better help people that they know who are grieving the loss of a child. Right. So your blog sounds like it's just an extension of you really, isn't it? It really is. It really is. Well, that's great. And uh, I noticed on there, you had mentioned um, the resources that are available there. Let me first ask you this though. What, what, uh, what really motivated you to start your blog? Um, I had been writing for a church newsletter, and we moved away from that city, and I really had nothing to do that involved creatively writing. I really enjoy writing. It's an outlet for me. Mm -hmm. And blogging had just come into vogue. People were just starting blogging. This was clear back in the end of 2006. And or 2005, I'm sorry. And so I'm a blogging dinosaur. <laughs> I have been doing, <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> I've been doing this a long time, and so it was really just an extension of that uh, writing I had been doing. But I started writing about homeschooling and homemaking, and I ended up with people actually reading it, which was really neat. <laughs> and <laughs> it just it just grew from there into what it is now. Okay. Well, that's great. And uh, I noticed on your website that you have, you know, different sections, obviously, and you've got a a great deal of links to some resources. And uh, there's a really good section on getting started. Mm -hmm. And of course, this is for the people who have not been to your website. I'm kind of giving them a little introduction here. And then uh, you have a great section on getting organized. And you want to just uh, give a couple of tips on how you manage uh, to homeschool with uh, such a large family. And then we'll get into actually your book and what's covered in your book. Okay. Um, as far as homeschooling with a large family, I'm very thankful that they have come one at a time and I have <laughs> them to the homeschool one at a time. Um, I don't know that I could have brought them all home from like public school or Christian school 
all at one time. That would have been very difficult. And I'm not really able to speak to that on the website. So I do, I do talk more to the person who is, you know, starting from the beginning. Right. Um, I, I have a lot of things color coded and we do a lot of color coding in the family. Um, and like I said, I start from the youngers and I move on up to the older kids. I try to get them independent. I try to do homeschooling during hours when maybe the toddlers are taking a nap uh-huh. or something like that. I've just, you, as a large family, you kind of learn to tweak things to fit you. So like all the curriculum out there is typically written for a smaller family, but right. we've learned to tweak things to make it large family friendly. And so I try to share that as well on the blog because I want people to know that they really can make homeschooling fit their lifestyle and fit their family size and, ha- and have it be a very wonderful experience. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have some of your older uh, kids helping some of the younger ones? I do sometimes. Um, I try to be very cognizant of the fact that they are my children and not my older children's children. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, I I don't want that to ever be an issue that they have had to somehow raise the younger children, but they do, they do things with them. And a lot of times they will set up projects for them or they'll read to them or they'll listen to them read. And that's always a great thing, you know, to involve the whole family in. Right. You've heard the saying before that uh, there's a reason why the oldest children are always the, uh, you know, the more advanced because they're the only ones actually raised by parents. The rest are raised by siblings. <laughs> so I don't want to go that far. Unfortunately, there's there's a lot of truth to that, especially. So I'm glad I'm glad that you are trying to uh, continue to uh, impart, uh, you know, your education and, and your training yeah. to your younger ones rather than having to the siblings do it. Although there's nothing wrong with them helping out once in a while. Right. Right. So you have just recently launched a book called large family homeschooling. Why don't don't you tell the audience about that? Again, this is really where my heart is and I want to help other people, other large families or families that are growing. Um, It's really not just for the large family. It really has a lot in there that is good for any size of family, but the book, obviously, obviously, uh, if, if you can do it in a large family, you can do it in a small family. So there's yes. certainly <laughs> the principles certainly are, are um, able to be applied to all. Absolutely. So it has everything from tweaking curriculum, like I said, to homeschooling with a newborn, homeschooling with toddlers, because that tends to be a situation that large families have. Uh-huh. They're homeschooling older children, and they're also having to deal with little children underfoot or even newborns. So that whole, that whole age and stage thing again. Um, I talk in there about meals some, um, and just creating an atmosphere where you're organized as much as you can be. I call it organized chaos and, (laughs) and, and, giving you some tips and ideas for making it work with a large family. Mm -hmm. Okay. Very good. And you can get this book, uh, I'm assuming electronically as well as hardcover, or is it just electronically? It is just an ebook. Okay. All right. Excellent. And they can find that on your website. Is it also on uh, like Amazon Kindle form or? It is not at this point in time, um, probably will be soon, but right now it is, it is just on my website. Okay, very good. And uh, what other, um, you know, tips or advice can you give kind of as a, a peak preview from your book uh, that might be uh, helpful for the listeners out there that would prick their interest into learning more? 
Um, one thing that I talk about in the book is planning and record keeping. And uh-huh. in a large family, that is a totally different animal than you might find in a family with one or two children. And um, that I feel is something that is really important. And there, there are a lot of things in this book that kind of think outside the box and mm-hmm. people to really consider a different way of doing things that's still a good way of doing it, but is more in line with their family. So I don't offer one way of doing something mm-hmm. in the book. Pretty much every topic I cover, I, I cover more than one way so that you can find something that works for you. So everything from trying to figure out a cleaning schedule and chore schedule to the planning and record keeping how to afford a large family homeschool. I go through those things with lots of different ideas so that you aren't feeling like, well, if that doesn't fit, then I'm sunk. It's a, here's a, here's a smorgasbord and choose from these things, try them out and see how they work for you. Okay. That's very good. Now, I don't know if, if you can answer this uh, directly or not, but I'm going to give it a shot anyway. Obviously I'm a guy and uh, there's probably a lot of guys listening to my podcast just because that's the way it is. Um, what do you have a lot of advice in there on how husbands can help in the homeschooling of particularly large families or is it primarily geared towards women? It is primarily geared towards women. Yes. Uh Um, of course the principles apply no matter what, um, other than maybe like homeschooling with morning sickness, that would not (laughs) apply. (laughs) But, But there are things that definitely men could glean from. There are ideas in there for things that need to be put into play, and he could definitely be the one who puts those into play. Right. Okay, very good. Uh, well, I want to just kind of um, wrap things up a little bit, and uh, I, I have a few last-minute questions I wanted to ask just kind of uh, quick answers on. First one is, if you could recommend one resource to the listeners, what would it be? Something that maybe you have used or something that you have to offer that would be uh, of great value to the homeschool community? Um, Probably the thing that comes to my mind right off the bat are drink bands, which are colored bands that go on your cups because as a homeschooling family, you feed your children every single meal plus snacks. And we end up with a million cups and the drink bands are color coded, which I love having things color coded with a large family and they go on their individual cups and we just set them out on the counter and everybody knows whose cup is whose. And I, I love that as an organizational piece um, for a large family homeschool. Oh yeah, that's great. Um, we, we have a different location for each of the cups. I really like. Um, we, have, we are so eclectic in our curriculum that it's really hard for me to suggest any curriculum. Right. There, there are a couple of books, um, Assumptions by Christian Overman, is a really great book and um, Upgrade by Kevin Swan. Assumptions and Upgrade. Uh, Thinking outside the box, that kind of homeschooling. And and I just really enjoyed that book. Okay. All right. Very good. And uh, what is it that you're really excited about right now? It could be something going on in your family or something in the homeschool community or something in homeschooling at large, something like that. What, what's, uh, what are you really excited about right now about the future? Um, 
for our homeschool personally, I am really exploring the Charlotte Mason world. Mm-hmm. It's a little difficult to implement as a large family, but I'm excited about some of the, the things I'm seeing where you can make it more large family friendly. And I'm, mm-hmm. so I'm really looking into some of that and I hope to be blogging more about that. Um, I also am just really excited about my son getting ready to graduate. He's actually going to take this next year and do concurrent classes with a local college here. Oh yeah. And Excellent. That's really a, a neat thing for our family personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's always nice when you can graduate one and say, ah, one's done. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's fantastic. All right. So what is one piece of advice that you would pass on to the homeschooling community? If you'd want them to take one thing away from our conversation today, what would it be? I would really encourage homeschooling families to be family first, be mom first, be dad first. It's so important that we don't lose sight of that mothering and fathering and parenting that we do because we've become a school teacher. Mm-hmm. I think so often homeschool moms and dads suddenly become this school teacher, the schoolmaster who is stressed out about the academics. They're stressed out about where their child is in scope and sequence, and they forget to just sit down and hold their child on their lap and read to them and enjoy this journey. And so that would be the one thing that I would really encourage people is be mom, be dad, be a family. Well, that is great advice. Okay. And if someone wants to find out more about you or uh, get over to your blog, how's the best way for them to do that? Um, My blog, raisingarrows.net. And then you can also email me at amy at raisingarrows.net. Okay. And I believe you have a Facebook page too. Excuse me? I'm sorry, I believe you have a Facebook page too? Yes, yes, it's Raising Arrows. Okay. And Pinterest is Amy Arrows. Um, Okay. And so, yeah, and I also have Instagram where I kind of just show our day there, and that's Amy Arrows as well. Okay, excellent. So you've got all the social media covered there. That's great. So they can contact you all different kinds of ways. Yes. Well, that, that's fantastic. Any, uh, any last-minute um, words of advice or comment that you'd like to, like to mention? No, just other than just enjoy the journey. Okay, very good. Well, Amy, thank you so much for your time and for your uh, service to the homeschooling community and for your service to my listeners and for being on the podcast today. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, Thank you. For more information about what is covered in this show, as well as all the other shows that we have already conducted, you can go to www.homeschoolhope.com